podcast series that focuses on big data and analytics and the latest trends in the digital world. I'm your co-host, Jeremy Roberts, and with me is my co-host, Samir Khan. What is up, Samir? Hey, Jeremy. How are you doing? Eh, you know, living through the COVID Kids times. Kids yeah. are back in school this week. It's, it's, um, it's interesting. Um, <laughs> yeah. Right. It's like, because I, you know, I've been working from home for years, so it's kind of funny to see them also working from home and see how bored they get just sit in front of a computer all day. In front of a computer, right? It's not exciting anymore. No. <laughs> all they want to do is see their friends, so I, I can understand, you know. Yeah. Things, everything is changing. So. Exactly. And I think one of the things that, that when we talk about change is a good transition over into our topic today. So today's topic is called the end of the third party cookies. So this is an interesting one. And so the other day when Samir and I were talking about the, you know, what should we be talking about with regards to, you know, a new podcast episode, you know, he brought up this, this idea and he's like, Hey, did you hear about the latest in the third party cookies? What's happening with Google and Safari and Firefox and all this stuff. And I was like, yeah, you know, let, let me look into it. So after looking at that, is pretty shocking. And I think it's important for our, our listeners to understand. So to start off, today's episode is the end of the third party cookie. So Samir, let, let, let's, if you want, let's go ahead and start with a what, when, and why, and we can go from there. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, maybe we can tag team, right? So yep. it's from, a, as you mentioned, uh, pretty much uh, in a very simple term, Google is gonna join Safari and Firefox in blocking the third-party cookies yep. uh, in its Chrome browser. And the the idea is to not completely block it overnight. So they're gonna phase out. So it's gonna be phased out by 2022. Uh, and that's pretty much what's happening. Mm -hmm. so, do you wanna to touch why why they're doing yeah. that? So, so why, one of the things it's, it's the stricter privacy controls, right? And what they're doing is they're trying to push that increased accountability for businesses. Um, so all these web browsers, they're making updates to their technology and Apple uh, actually started this back in 2017. So Google, right? right Google um, owns 60% of the browser market, right? So Google Chrome owns 67% of the browser market and Apple, as we found, owns what, 18%. So, right. you know, the impact is going to be larger leading to the death of the third-party cookie once Google comes in and it's a little bit scary. So let's take a step back and make sure everybody understands because this is kind of a confusing thing. It always happens when you're in a conversation. You know, for me, Samir and I always talk to people getting into the marketing world is you got to understand the terminology. You got to know what everything means because if you don't know what everything means and you're throwing out these phrases like second-party cookies and you have no idea what you're talking about, you kind of look like a fool. Right. So you got to know what everything means. So let's yeah, start first. Okay. So Samir, first, what is a first party cookie? And maybe if you give me some examples like of tools that are pulling in first party cookies that the average marketer uses. Yeah, no, that's a great example. Uh, and, and the way you mentioned is uh, earlier is the bigger impact is going to happen on the third party cookie because now Google is also jumping on this notion mm -hmm. of, uh, not being not using the third-party cookies anymore because of the increase in privacy laws and all kinds of things that are happening yep. uh, around the world, right? Uh, so to give you the primer on what is a first-party cookie, so first-party cookie is the cookie 
first off, like, what is a cookie? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's to take even more step back from what we're talking about, right? So cookie is essentially a simple few lines of text uh, that is uh, dropped on your computer if you visit a website. And the first party cookie, uh, and, and, and the, the reason why these cookies are dropped, so then the website owner or the company who is owning that particular website or application, they can figure out if it's you versus anyone else, right? Whether you're logged in or not, they're tracking you. Whether you're logged in or not. Yeah. yeah whether you visited that website before. And there are lots of advantages of that. Like you, if sometimes if you're already logged in, you can stay in that session. So like in Gmail, you know, once you log in yep. Gmail, unless you click log out, uh, you will, you can always refresh and it'll still be on Gmail. So it, there are lots of those benefits and advantages. Uh, and then the other advantages are uh, if they can serve you a proper type of content. So if you're consuming a specific type of videos, they can provide you relevant videos in future. So you doesn't look like, hey, you know, I, I don't want to go back all the way to step one. So personalization. Uh, basically. Yeah, it's personalization. Exactly. Yeah. yeah and so, so then, I think oh, I was going to say real fast. The, yeah, the, yeah, I was yeah. going to say real fast. So the thing about the first party cookie is when Samir said it lives on your computer. Yes, it does live on your computer, but it essentially lives within the browser. Within the browser. Correct. Within the browser. So we, we don't want people to yeah. say, well, crap, do I have to go in and clean out my hard drive? No, dude, you're not cleaning out your hard drive. You're just, you would clear browser the cookies with, yeah, cache your browser to clear the cookies, right? So, yeah, and then, and then if you want to get back to it, then maybe even talk about like cookie win or like expiration and how long the cookie tracks for. That'd be interesting to talk about too. Yeah, so it's, it's the first party cookie, as I was talking about earlier, is the cookie that is dropped on your browser uh, from the site that you are visiting, mm -hmm. right? So in this case, uh, as we were mentioning examples earlier, so let's say if you go to Amazon.com, right? And Amazon.com wants to know if you are a logged in customer who has already an account and you're logging and purchasing your product versus you're not logged in the way they're going to know is they're going to create the specific login session and they're going to drop that cookie on your browser to be able to track that. Uh, so any cookie that is directly dropped by the website that you're visiting is the first party cookie. Um, so it's F, if it's xyz.com and you went to the website, they drop a cookie on your browser or your device and that becomes the first party cookie. And yeah, yeah and, and then... It's varied duration, like you know, depends on uh, the, 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 the lots of different notion. Like sometimes you can get a cookie that is dropped for you for a long period of time until you delete it. Uh, sometimes it's session-based cookies where you, uh, in, within 30 minutes, uh, you know, the cookie is no longer tracked because it's particular associated with a particular session. So the time kind of varies. But then we get to the second party cookie, right? So the second party cookie are the cookies from your partners. So let's say if you're working with specific partners and you have uh, some type of collaboration with that and that partner drops a cookie on your device. So that becomes now a second party cookie. Uh, and and the, dif the difference is it's not your own. So let's say if Amazon is working with, uh, uh, I don't know, like maybe they're working with some type of manufacturing company and then they, you go to that manufacturing company and then the manufacturing company drops a cookie on you and you come back to the Amazon, but they have a relationship with this manufacturer. So then you have a partner in place and that's the second party cookie. And right. the third party cookie is 
from any third party websites and databases across the across the interweb right uh, so let's say if someone goes to facebook and they come back to your website uh, and facebook is not your partner but now you want to leverage facebook's cookies that has been dropped in the computer for advertising purposes so then you can retarget users everywhere they go uh, on the internet on, and maybe they go to new york times and everything so you're just leveraging that facebook cookie to target these people everywhere they go. Uh, exactly. So that kind of becomes a third party cookie that's used today in audience management and retargeting. Exactly. And, and, and as Samir was saying that, you know, there's a, a window or an expiration for that cookie. A lot of times it depends on what it is. If you're always logged in, it's always going to be there. Right. Um, right. Sometimes they'll live for 15 days. Sometimes they'll live for 30 days. Usually in the marketing world, we, we usually make assumptions. And usually my assumption usually is, I don't know if Samir might be different for you, but I usually assume it's a 30 day cookie window. So, yeah, you know, no, I agree. yeah. yeah <laughs> so when somebody comes in, so let's say like Facebook, when you're looking at an ad, here's another example of it. If you're logged into Facebook and you're doing a Facebook ad and um, you, everybody, uh, you guys should understand the difference between a view through and a click through. We've been over this a few times, right? If you click on it, obviously right. you, you get the click, but if you saw the impression and you didn't click on it, but you viewed it, and then you went to the site within that 30-day period, that view through um, impression will, will come back. And then once you hit it, the cookie is going to, you know, it's going to fire from the, you know, from the site. And then it's going to say, oh, wow, you, you know, you saw that, you saw that ad before, now you came there. So the cookie right. was in there before. So what I guess what we're trying to say is this is, prevalent it happens in your everyday life don't be alarmed that cookies are tracking everything you're doing i sometimes laugh in a good way but i laugh that there's you know people out there trying to um like constantly worry about who's tracking you on your browser and your internet and everything come on dude <laughs> yeah and i think so yeah. that that gets to the uh, the the next part Andy, because you brought up a really good point is so people say, okay, you know, death of third party cookie, what does that really mean? Mm -hmm. Right? What it really means is it is going to impact the consumers as well as businesses. Correct. I would say on the consumer side, a, the third party cookie uh, deprecation will lead to the lack of better personalization in, in many different cases, right? Especially if your content being personalized and the personalization is based off of third party cookies. Um, then that opportunity will be lost and you'll just feel uh, until we come up with a different solution, the consumers will feel a little bit disconnected and they'll, they'll have a, they'll not have so much of a great experience mm -hmm. uh, when they're, when they're looking at the content, they're consuming that content, right? It's, That's the yeah, one thing. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was going to say, and then for the potential impact for the businesses is much larger. So, all the audience targeting that is happening right now, as I mentioned, all the conversion tracking that they're doing. So know that the conversion occurred on specific programs yep. and ROI for those programs. Uh, the retargeting efforts, the follow-up messaging sequences that are going, uh, all of that going to be impacted. And it's going to have an impact on many different marketing and sales tools that are currently using Cookie to track uh, the performance of uh, the marketing campaigns or sales initiative or outreach campaigns, all kinds of things are going to be impacted. So that's what uh, 
we're going to see. I, I think the biggest impact will be, you know, you see those ads that follow you everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that that is third party largely, right? Uh, so, so that's going to be the biggest impact where you're going to see from a consumer standpoint as well as a business side. Well, it, it's, you know what, and I think what we're going to talk about next is to wrap up this podcast. It'll be a little bit shorter than other ones, but what, what can you do, right? What are some of the solutions? And, you know, it, one of the things that it's going to make you as a marketer think, make you work harder. You know, it's going to make you understand what's really happening. You're going to really have to understand what you're tracking and whatnot. And Samir hit it right on the head with regards to the customer experience, right? We all understand people buy experiences, not products. And if your customer experience comes in, you know, somebody comes into your site and they're looking for something and they're having to go through the same five-step process to get to where they were last time, it's going to be frustrating, you know, they're, yeah. not, they're, they're not going to want to come back and your conversions are going to go down, your time spent, your bounce is going to go up, all these different things are going to happen and you're going to be thrown off guard. So what should you do? Well, there's some things you can do today and, and so on. So, but I guess before that, I remember you telling me something, Samir, about a privacy sandbox, right? So let, let's talk about that real fast. Yeah, as Google, major large portion of the Google revenue depends on advertising, mm -hmm. and a significant portion comes from retargeting advertising that Google offers. Obviously, Google has a much bigger stake than most of the businesses to protect this revenue, and they're not just going to go launch this overnight and kill all the third-party cookie and then kill their revenue. And that is one of the reasons why they're doing this as in a phased approach all the way to 2022. And with the, with the COVID-19 is probably going to, I heard that is going to get pushed out even more than that. Yeah. However, they're also offering more solutions to have to marketers and businesses to develop a habit. So they have less and less reliant on third party cookies as they continue to phase this out. So then they have a new revenue stream by then that they can capitalize on. And one of the things that they're doing is they have, uh, they've been testing a privacy sandbox solution. Uh, what this privacy sandbox solution is, uh, it, is a, it is a test environment that is created uh, to combat spam and fraud. And the whole notion of this is tokenization. So as, as we know, like everything is moving towards tokenization and you know these encrypted tokens that are transferred from one place to the other. So we don't have to go and share your personally identifiable information like PII. And it allows you to do an aggregated non-PII uh, targeting. So that way, like you're still being able to target a specific set of consumers, but it's not like Jeremy Roberts or Samir Khan anymore. It's yeah. more of a behavior and habits that Jeremy Roberts and Samir Khan pursue. So you can go and target them. And then the other part that the sandbox does is to help you still be able to track the conversion because the conversion is important, especially for businesses to be able to see if their marketing programs are effective or not. And uh, that's, you can start testing some of that using the privacy sandbox. And the last part is to uh, allow the, the media companies, especially the large media corporations to be able to, where, where most of the advertisement happened from a retargeting perspective. So they can start figuring out a ways to leverage their first party cookie for targeting an advertisement mm -hmm. and be less reliant on the third party cookie. Yeah. So, um, and just to make sure everybody understands when Samir said PII, that's personal identifiable information. So that's things that, 
be able to give you like uh, your name or birth date or you know social security number or address or things that when you look through it you're like oh i know who that is right that's samir right (laughs) i can i can find out who it is so so i think what this also does is force marketers to really understand segmentation strategies you know building out segmented groups of like-minded people who are doing certain interests and uh, doing certain activities on your site so then you can start targeting them based on their segmentation and then details within that segmentation using you know some type of dmp rather than just saying yeah we're you know we have to cookie them if we don't cookie them we don't have this third-party cookie we're screwed right so cool okay so to finalize this let's get exactly that's a great point and then so the last thing i was going to say yeah go for it yeah I was just going to say that from a solution standpoint, outside of Google's privacy sandbox, yep. there are a few other things that businesses can do today is to okay. leverage uh, tools that allow you to build your consumer, single identity of the consumer, like CDPs, for example, uh, which, is, uh, which is the evolution of your DMP platform. So it's a consumer data platform and start stitching the consumer uh as one one entity and one identity and less about the PI and more about segmentation as Jeremy said. And the other option is to start building relationship with your consumers more than ever and delivering them those experiencing leveraging the first party cookies that you have with them and the experiences that you plan to deliver with them. Uh, so it's going to become more important for marketers to build that relationship with the consumers and to be able to communicate better, more effectively, do a much better job in delivering that experience to the customer consumers that you've been doing before. Okay, so before, if you don't mind, before we move on, when you say build a stronger relationship, can you give me an example of that? Because I, I have a feeling that somebody's going to think, well, "What do you mean, build a strong relationship, man? I mean, we're we're already, you know, getting all their information, and we're trying to do drip campaigns, and we're trying to get to know them more. Is that what you're saying, or is it something different?" The most important part is why would the consumer want to do business with you? Awesome. Truly understanding the needs and the wants of the consumer uh, and being able to deliver on those needs and wants. So if the consumer is looking for a high quality uh, luxury experience uh, in a very specific way, then make sure that you're able to deliver that versus a consumer just trying to take care of some personal needs and just get by very quickly with the answer, then you do that. It's kind of like you when you go to Google and you want to just answer, you want to get an answer to a question relatively quickly. And then Google sometimes provides you hundreds of thousands of listings. Sometimes it's annoying, right? Because you're just looking to answer that question. So even though Google gives you a great experience most of the time, but sometimes you get frustrated and you search and search, you don't get the answer. On the other hand, if you go to a business, if you walk in and they provide you an awesome experience and even though they're charging you premium price, you still feel great about like going to a Disneyland, right? Yeah. You're buying a lot of stuff. You're living in the resorts. But at the end of the day, you lost a lot of money, and but you had a great experience in the process. So that's what the delivering a great experience is about. It's, it's like less that. about uh, collecting consumer data and being crazy about retargeting them everywhere. Uh, unless they buy products and services to you. It's more about 
I feel wowed about something and I'm going to talk about that everywhere and be able to yeah. uh, become a brand ambassador for that. It's kind of like an old, it's like going back to the old school method of really engaging your consumer. Um, right. Yeah. I think my problem with going to Disney is they give you that little wrist thing and you just scan it and it, it allows you to buy stuff. It's got like a little RFID chip in there. And all you yeah. do is you scan your wrist and you keep buying stuff and you're not physically seeing how much you're spending. So at the end of the trip, you're thinking, did I really just spend $500 on Mickey Mouse ice creams? You know, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's scary. Yeah. I just have to say that when you go to Disneyland, you get the wrist thing, watch out. <laughs> you know? Right. No, I, I agree. I agree. I think that's, that's a, that's a great point, Jeremy. Yeah, cool. So I, I think this is good. I mean, so with these actions, I mean, you talk about, you know, three things that I remember you were talking about, you were saying, you know, build a stronger relationship with your, with your customers and increase, uh, you know, increase relying on first party data, right? Then you also said, you know, minimize unnecessary tracking of consumers. Don't just do it to collect data, right? Because I know there's like data farms out there. People just want to collect as much data as possible. Don't do that. Focus on sometimes there's the qualitative side of a customer rather than just the quantitative side. And that quantitative side could just be pure data. And then, you know, the third thing you talked about was the focus on longer term solutions, people-based audience, first party applications. You talked about high value audiences, right? The, the right. ones that are the, the, I guess you would say those are the ones that are, those are your um, target consumers, the ones that, that consume more or engage more, right? Mimic those types of people. Is that kind of what you're saying? Yeah, no, very well summarized, Jeremy. I think those yeah. are all valid points that we need to be care about. I think the high, the, the high value audiences are um, the audience that really going to have a, a broader and more closer affinity towards your brand and your product mm -hmm. and services. Um, so instead of you, kind of what you mentioned earlier, like instead of going and targeting everyone with the retargeting cookie, you want to have those selected segmented people Yep. that really matters to your business and, and building a relationship with them. Yeah, either you do it the old school way, build out personas and then go in and do your targeting based on those personas, or you step it up and you build, you purchase a DMP. And from that DMP, right. then you can go in and really do some hardcore segmentation, be able to manage your first, second and third party cookies all within that, be able to bring in lookalike modeling and everything. And, and the sky's the limit. So it's, it's about as hardcore as you want to go. So I think, I think this wraps it up. I mean, this has been a great one. This is, it's a kind of a different episode than we've had before, but it's extremely important. And if you want to stay competitive in the conversation in the digital marketing world, if you don't know about cookies and this end of third party cookies, you're going to be left out in the cold. Just it's pretty straightforward. No, that very well said. I agree. I think people need to start being aware of this, aware of being privacy laws as they're changing. All kinds of laws are popping up everywhere around the globe. Oh yeah. Um, and you need to you need to be aware of that. You need to start being very proactive about that. Going back to like ten years ago, you know, like how people were proactive about chasing the search engine algorithms. Yeah. Um, and then the whole notion came on like, don't chase the algorithm. Build your site for consumer experience and better delivery. And the algorithm and more, will, will, more relevant will, content, right? Yeah. The algorithm uh, so will, it's the will same thing you. for cookies. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Very cool. No, I mean, yeah, like I said, keep learning. 
And so I guess to finalize this, um, we always love feedback. We always, uh, we're starting to get a lot more um, engagements uh, sent to Samir and I's email, you know, asking for certain topics or, you know, people wanting to join the show or, or come on as a guest. So keep it coming. And please, when you get a chance, you know, put in a like or a review uh, to our podcast. We'd really appreciate it. Absolutely. Uh, visit us at uh, www.analyticstodaypodcast.com or, or on iTunes. Yep. Fantastic. It's been great, Samir. I think uh, we'll get back to the workday now. Right. Yeah, it's been fantastic, Jeremy. Take care. Yeah, we'll talk soon. Thanks. See you guys.